Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We often spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church by interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We want to start by personally inviting you to church this Sunday. We have two services Sunday morning, the first at 9 a.m., the second at 11 a.m. We'd love to see you at either. The service is available via live stream as well during that 11 a.m. service. You can find that at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. And also, if you come at that 11 a.m. service, we do have Korean and Japanese translation available. We hope to see you there. This week, we're back in Christianity 101, part two, what in the world went wrong? Let's begin today's harvest time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Hey, half a day, Chris. Yeah, Christianity 101 is the series we're in for about six weeks here. The subtitle is Discovering the Real Meaning of Life. And part two is uh, coming out of the first chapters of the book of Genesis. So we're starting right at the beginning of the Bible. There's an interesting verse at the end of chapter one of Genesis, and it says this, that, and God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. I mean, the world was good, marriage was good, man was totally fulfilled, completely satisfied in everything. And at this point in history, uh, I, I kind of wrote it down this way, perfect people lived in a perfect environment in a perfect relationship with each other and in perfect harmony with God. And that's right at the end of Genesis chapter 1. And then something changed. And that's the question that we're going to come to on uh, Sunday. So what in the world went wrong? And we're going to talk about God and we're going to talk about man over the next two weeks. And we'd love you to uh, join us as we introduce that topic and just talk about sort of the basics of the of the Christian faith and what the Bible has to say about our lives. So uh, we hope that you'll join us. Well, I am very excited to be able to have uh, my friends and fellow church members, Ken and Linda Usan, uh, with us here in uh, in studio. So welcome, Ken and Linda. Hi, good morning. Good morning. You guys have been members at Harvest for quite a while, a number of years, right? Linda, do you remember how many? Uh, yes, I actually... We were members in 2000, okay. so it would be 21 years. 21 years, okay. That's, that's been a while, right, in the history of, of Harvest. Um, you, uh, you both are uh, you know, natives of Guam, grew up here, both of you guys together. I'll ask you some about that story in a minute. Um, both retired now. Uh, Linda retired uh, out of many years in the Attorney General's office, right? Yes. I retired on 2018. Okay, 2018. And then uh, Ken retired from uh, bus driving uh, nine years ago, but then you kept driving bus, right? Well, well, I worked for Public Works for 30 years. And then now I'm working for this other company for going on nine years. Okay. Yes. So 39 years. 39. Yeah. And with this company. And were, were you driving bus that whole time? Yes. Okay. You've told me before, and you just you just love that interaction with kids, right? Well, the reason why I'm still here and driving because it's all about kids, you know. I love kids, and um, I was I always tell Pastor Marty that you know that's therapy for me. Yeah, it makes me look young sometimes, but you know it is because of them, and it's who I am now. And people ask me, 
Yeah. How long are you going to be working there? I said, when, when the Lord calls me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great ministry. I want to ask you about that here in a minute. Um, you guys have uh, two children. Is that yes. right? Four grandchildren. Yes. Right? All, granddaughters. All four granddaughters, right? All in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you, you have a great story, a great testimony of how mm-hmm. God brought your family, you know, you guys together, but really an extended family um, to Jesus. Can, could you tell us a little bit about that? And Linda, you can chime in. Okay. Um, well, we actually were saved in 2000, and we were baptized uh, a few months later. And when we got saved, um, my son was saved the same time. He actually, um, I, I didn't realize that uh, he did go up because we were busy uh, mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, being saved ourselves. I didn't know that he and my son also got saved. So uh, afterwards, when we came home, my daughter's already married and she was not um, not happy. Mm. because she didn't understand and uh, I raised her up to be a Catholic and you know our whole family was and she was not happy and she couldn't understand and I, I told her well I know this is right for us so eventually like um, the few months actually that uh, when we got baptized they also, they also got saved and they were baptized at the same time within months both your son and your daughter right and my son-in-law and your son-in-law yes. wow there was seven of us that got baptized that day it was lisa my sister lisa and joe anderson and um their jordan. son jordan my husband and i and my three children i mean my two children and my son wow yeah. wow it's such a great yeah. a great thing uh, can you grew up where? I grew up in Agate, is that right? Or? I, I grew up in the island of um, the village of Tuman. Tuman, okay. And after we got married, we moved up to uh, Jigo. Jigo, okay. Uh, so Tuman and Jigo. And Linda, how about you? I grew up in Barragada. <laughs> okay. And how did you guys meet? I don't know if I've asked this uh, question before. <laughs> it was funny. We both worked at the department store, uh, Gibson's, and... Uh, which was where at that time? In Timuning. In Timuning, okay. We, we were still very young, uh, like 19 and 20. And uh, he came up to me asking me about another girl. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, that was the beginning of how we met. And then uh, I didn't know that he knew my uh, brother-in-laws, two of them. And actually, they are married to my two sisters. But they were already kind of dating, and uh, they brought him along. Mm. And that's when I really got to know him. Okay. So it was kind of like a blind date almost. <laughs> it I was. Did, I didn't realize that they knew each other. Because I didn't like him when I first met him. He had to so, grow on you, right? Yeah, so <laughs> then. So even though you'd grown up here, you didn't know each other before you started Not working together. All. Yeah. No. We okay. went to different schools. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, there was a, a number of your extended family, right, Linda, that yes. was com- came to the Lord at the same time you said Joe and Lisa? Yes. Actually, um, Marcy was the first one to go to Harvest because her daughter uh, was going here. And I realized that, you know, when we went one day to uh, pray in the schools, 
uh, in the classrooms. Mm. That that was very important because it was a student that actually started all of our mm. involvement and our salvation. So yes. that is one of the things that you know I, I was surprised with, and I realized that it was really important for some of us because that's how we started here. Yeah, actually, quite a few. A lot yeah. of the s- stories and testimonies yeah. of people that I've talked with, they are, there's a link for many people that my, you know my son started coming in kinder and started bringing bibles you know verses home and i was helping them memorize these bible verses um yeah yeah that really is great so marcy was the one our key she actually uh, brought my parents and they got saved way before me okay uh like early 90s and then um she always invited us but (laughs) I didn't think I, w- I needed it, you know. Right. Yeah. I always thought I was on the right track, and True. he was even more uh, unwilling. <laughs> but yeah. Well, did, I know I've been out to. You have like a family Bible study, you know, every week where yeah. an extended family yes. gets together. Did that start way back then? And Ken, were you sort of a little bit resistant for a while? Well, it started after my father had a stroke, and he decided that he wanted to have a Bible study. Mm. But with me, I, like I always said before, I was born a Catholic, I'm not a die Catholic, mm. and I consider myself like a rebel. Mm. I'm always arguing. Mm. I, I said, I always tell her, too long. <laughs> at the going. Bible study kept yeah. going on, right? It kept going on. I said, hey, I work tomorrow morning. <laughs> I wake up at 3 o'clock. But, you know, I kept doing that, doing that, until look where I am now. Mm. And uh, it started with one short guy started sharing with me, passed it on, mm. and um, he kept bothering me. He kept going at me when I was when he used to work at in Jigo, and he kept he didn't want to stop. He was a good friend until one day um, we came over here and and he was invited for that one speaker it was late Tom Farrell, mm-hmm. and you know I met Emmy and Rudy. The big smile come out, mm-hmm. and then that short white guy came out of the door. I told my wife, that's that holy guy that's been bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, after that, I got saved. So that's Pastor Don Eckert. Yes, sir. And you met Pastor Don before you ever came to Harvest. Yes. Oh, he, I didn't know that yeah. part. Wow. He's a good fr- he was a good friend. You know? Yeah. And um, like you said, I just blew him away mm-hmm. of uh, choice of words. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't saved that time. But uh, yes, he was happy that he saw me, and his favorite thing is, yeah, <laughs> you know. From that day, everything went smooth. Yeah. So you guys both gave your life to Jesus uh, specifically. I mean, there's a lot of things that went into, you know, your story for both yeah. of you. Different people, Pastor Don, Marcy, in your life, your parents. Mm-hmm. Your parents became believers before you yes. did, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, but when you actually just, you know, God got your heart and you're ready to say yes to him, that happened mm-hmm. in some evangelistic meetings, right? Yeah. Is that what you said, Ken, with yes. Tom Farrell? Yeah, and uh, you know, when he was preaching, I realized that, is he talking to me? Mm-hmm. Is he trying to tell me that I was a sinner and that I needed to repent and, and uh, ask for forgiveness? I said, wow, am I that bad? So mm. after that invitation, I woke up, went up, and accepted Christ as my Savior. Mm. And 
that was uh, an awesome uh, path right now. Mm-hmm. As in 2000, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, so 21 years ago. And uh, Evangelist Farrell just passed away, yes. you know, just recently. And I know we all mm-hmm. felt that. And God used his ministry in dramatic ways around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, many, many people. Uh, came to Christ. Actually, my uh, my wife Faith made a very significant decision for Jesus after some meetings. She actually talked with with uh, Tom Farrell afterwards, and really, uh, after he passed away, I sent a note to his wife just telling her about that impact in our yeah. lives. So we have connection, you know, even yes. <laughs> in that way over those. That years. was a big impact because um, I hear. You know, when, when people heard that we gave our lives to Christ that time, um, they always said, ah, that's not going to last. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an ev- evangelistic uh, thing, and you're going to forget about it. But no, mm. we did not forget. Yeah, it's a great story of how God changes our lives on our whole perspective. I mean, can you said. Who would have imagined, you know, back then when you were resistant to that Halley guy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but God was going to make you brothers. Yes. Right, brothers in the Lord. and Yes, they were so close. Yeah. Well, that's an amazing thing about the family of God and uh, and the brotherhood and the sisterhood that we Amen. that we have in Jesus is really, yeah. really a great thing. Ken, you've been a deacon. Uh, for quite a few years. Both of you guys have served in many ways uh, in the church. Um, I know you served as a deacon, you've served as a head usher, greeting people, um, lots of stuff. Well, yes, even um, I was even in the bus ministry. Oh, okay. I tried a wanna, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was too much? Too much. <laughs> and van ministry, and just a lot of we were involved in us a lot, but you know that that built me up of who I am now. Yeah, you know I'm not the person that I was before, you know, but the Lord changed me, and now I'm here serving as an usher, head usher, deacon, and so many things. Yeah. Well, you both have servants' hearts. I mean, that's yeah. one thing that's so evident. You you uh, have a love for people. You care about people. You serve. It, it just feels like anytime there's something that needs to be done. Um, Ken and Linda's like, well, we we maybe could do that. We mm-hmm. could help. So that's a really awesome testimony. It's an example to so many, yeah. uh, so many people. So um, I'm I'm thankful for that. Um, you said, uh, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about both of your jobs. I know, Linda, you retired a few years ago. Yeah. Um, Ken, you retired and then kept working, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, what? What kinds of things, or or how do you see your responsibility to live out your faith in your work space? I mean, how how did that look for you guys? Actually, um, everybody knew that I was uh, a Christian. I wasn't ashamed to mm. hide. It, I mean, to to show it. And many times, in every occasion that needed prayer, they asked me to. Mm. So, like in uh, like we get together for Thanksgiving before we even uh, have our celebration. They would ask me to pray, and they knew. And then, of course, a lot of uh, co-workers, when they needed just someone to talk to, they didn't mind talking to me and asking me to pray for them. Yeah. So 
it, I'm happy that I was able to do that, even though our work environment sometimes is hard, but they knew what to expect of me, and I was happy to be a help whenever I could. Linda, you have such a listening heart. It's easy for people to be able to uh, talk with you, but mm. there, there is something about when we have this hope within mm. us, yes. uh, other people notice that, and that, I mean, I think that's very often that a genuine Christian, mm. others will come to them when they're going through struggle, even though they may be religious and, yes. you know, may have... Uh, a church they don't have mm -hmm. that hope that's that they yes. see in you and so they come to you when they when they're having family struggles and relationship mm -hmm. struggles and I was really um, blessed because I was able to share a lot and even if we had different beliefs they still look towards me for um, prayers and maybe a little advice or just just me to listen I yeah. guess yeah no it's a great yeah. testimony yeah. and Ken you, I mean you've already said you know those those kids have kept you young yes. but I know you've cared and prayed for them and I do that every morning you know I normally uh, before I take my cup of coffee and normally pray for my, my fellow bus drivers I, I pray for all the bus drivers in here mm -hmm. that deals with kids and no well, it's a big responsibility, just yes. the safety of, you yes. know, so many children on our island, you know, every every morning, every afternoon. Yeah, and that's a big responsibility because when you have about 60 kids, you know, it's um, just trying to get them to sit down. There's a lot of rebel, rebels out there, kids who <laughs> argue, but, you know, it's a job that has to be done. And if, um, like I tell you, I say, if you, if, if you don't like kids, then you have no business being a bus driver. Because for being a bus driver, you have to love kids, mm -hmm. you know, to be in this situation. But yes, because of these kids, I'm still here. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, and you know, kids have that built-in radar <laughs> to know when adults actually care for them, right? Mm -hmm. yes. um, you know, um, I just want to say, and I'm sorry for interrupting. No, but no. Everywhere we go, people that uh, rode his bus, I'm they sure. still come up to him and they still <laughs> say. Um, you were my bus driver, and he always asked them, I want to uh, ask you a question, and they say, go ahead. And he goes, was I mean to you? Mm. And most of the time they say, no, that's why I remember you. Right, yeah. yeah. They really liked him. Yeah. And he still And I always apologize to him. I thought, I was, if I wasn't mean to you, I'm, I'm very sorry, <laughs> but it's part of the job. Well, I mean, that's the point. I mean, there we, there's, we do have to... You know, have some discipline on the buses, and not every kid gets up in the morning like, "Okay, I'm going to sit down in a bus seat and behave." And we just, you know, kids don't wake up like that. So there does need to be discipline just for the safety of the bus, yes. and that's the thing that I think is so amazing yes. because yes. you know some people, bus drivers, the only way to get that discipline is you know just to be rough, and kids get it when they they know that you care about them. Yes, because I, I told him straight. I said, you know, in order for me to to um, respect you, you gotta earn my respect first, right. and then we we'll work together. And then they, they listen to that. And you know, out of all the years I've been driving for DPW, you know, I've had that with the kids. Yeah, there was those rough times, but you know, there's more good times than rough. Mm -hmm. But um, if you were to say what is the best thing about being a Christian, you guys have been believers for 21 years now. Anything that you could narrow down that you'd say the best thing would be for me it's peace of mind 
um, my children, my grandchildren are all saved, and my parents were saved, and my brothers and sisters, I can definitely say they are saved. And I know that no matter what happens, we're going to be together again. Mm, that peace is an yes. amazing thing. The Bible calls it a peace that passes all understanding. Yes. Wow, that's a and no fear, you know. I don't have fear like before. I always fear about things, and now I don't because I know God's plan already. Yeah, that's great, Linda. <clears throat> With myself, you know, just just coming to church, seeing my fellow Christian friends, mm-hmm. family, and everything. That's what boosts me. He said, "No, my wife and I would come here, and knowing like I said, our kids uh, walking, and." Just realizing that they're all safe and going to church, well, uh, being a servant and everything. I like that. I, 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 I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's an amazing thing to think about. I mean, you know, you guys were saying that this all started with your sister yes. and your sister, but really uh, her son or daughter. Her daughter. Her daughter um, yeah. that started coming to school. And mm-hmm. from that one changed life, it's really spread yes. all across mm-hmm. your extended family. And now the the next generation and the next generation, mm-hmm. just before we went on air, we were talking about your granddaughter who's now in yes. a Bible college yes. and um, studying there. And mm-hmm. it's an amazing thing to see the work yes. that God has done in your family and the work of his Holy Spirit. I couldn't be happier with what the Lord is doing mm-hmm. with my children. How would you say, see, uh, you know, just to find your relationship at Harvest? I mean, it's been a big part of your life yes, now for 21 yes, years. Yes. It's, I don't know how to describe it. It's coming to a place that, you know, everybody is like-minded and everybody has a heart, you know, for each other. And I've been in a lot of ministries, but I'm in one now that I think um really going to appreciate is the widow's ministry mm-hmm. and I've done prison ministry and of course the nursery and you know but I enjoyed the prison ministry very much and actually the only thing stopping me from going is because they're not allowing people in right but no visitors right now the widow's ministry is very dear to me because my mom was a widow for a long time and Harvest really took care of her mm. yeah that's great Anything to add to that, Ken? Yeah. Well, you know the reason um, that I, Harvest is the way it is. Of course, you know, foundationally it's because it's a place that's been built on the scriptures um, and, uh, you know, just trying to live out what the Bible says about a church. Uh, but Harvest is who it is because of people like the Usans who have cared about people and have loved them. You saw that when you came here, right? There was generation yes. before, and you, yes. you mentioned yes. Infantes mm-hmm. and, yes. and the Eckerts and you know many people, the Uggins I know were there at that time. Yeah. So you so got much. you caught something from yes. them, right? That then that we're so privileged to pass yes. on to the next generation of harvesters, you know? And yeah. it's a special place because of the people, you yeah. know, really. And, and, and it's the people and the change that God's made in us. I mean, it really is about God, ultimately. So thank you guys for being willing to be uh, servants and for loving God in the way that you do and being faithful. Well, we're, we're very thankful, too, for Harvest. Yes. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. 
Of course, during this point in the program, we always just want to personally invite you again to services this Sunday at Harvest Baptist Church. We have them at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Sunday mornings. Of course, we'd love to see you at either. We do have a live stream as well. That's at 11 a.m. You can find it at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. And during that time, there is Japanese and Korean translation. That's at that 11 a.m. service. Remember this week, we're in part two of Christianity 101. And the question is, what in the world went wrong? Come for that, and thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.